It's a multi-part. It's a multi-parter. Welcome back to Tangent Space. I'm Brandon Anderson. And I'm John Kihayas. Today we have a roughly (laughs) organized agenda, (laughs) I mean not really, uh, in which we're going to discuss the movie Ad Astra, which we saw independently like a month or two ago, like when it came out. When it came out. And of course that has no relevance to you because you don't know when this was recorded. Yeah. (laughs) Or when it'll actually (laughs) reach your ears. But anyway, uh, it was a while since we'd seen a good space movie and that stuff comes up for us a lot so it seemed like a good thing to focus on and yeah it's very like 2001 ish i feel like was sort yeah. of the goal but yeah anyway i guess we can recount the plot yeah basic briefly. spoilerly plot is that uh brad pitt is a space engineer i guess or like low earth orbit engineer working on a space a elevator probably yeah, or something it like, right? that, like a yeah. transport thing and it starts off with there being some big electrical disturbance or something and the whole thing kind of goes blowing up he falls down to earth and survives because he's ice cold his pulse never goes above like 60 or something yeah yeah big point reminded me of gattaca yeah he's like the metronome yeah yeah yeah. so he's clearly very skilled and they bring him in to tell him that this was part of some uh, you know they think an attack by his long-lost father who was a like famous um astronaut who went off on this like deep solar system voyage and wasn't heard from like a few decades ago. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, and anyway, so yeah, the, the it's very vague, the like science they mention about this attack mm. or if it's on purpose or what the hell's going on. And it's, I don't know, it, I think pretty deliberately not yeah. fleshed out, but it, they mention like antimatter and like cosmic rays and they're like, it sounded like he had a cosmic ray gun. Just gonna shoot cosmic rays. at like, like kill stuff. us from Neptune with cosmic rays, which is like, the, I mean, that, seems okay whatever yeah <laughs> why not given enough antimatter that is sure. possible you can do a lot of crazy stuff yeah yeah so anyway then i guess they decide to send brad pitt to go sort this out yeah there was a lot of i mean the movie is definitely built as a bit of a mystery where mm. he doesn't know what happened to his father and like that's the official story yeah. um, but obviously nasa or whatever the agency is called there has like more hints or you know has some clues to what they think happened once he lost contact as he was in the old you know the outer reach the solar system and so they don't really tell him much they want to use him i think as like a negotiating tactic like contact your son like to try to rein him in or bring him in yeah um but then brad pitt whatever his name is in the movie i forget whatever mr astra he's always brad pitt (laughs) yeah he he decides to uh that he has to go see his father and so he kind of ends up trying to get to him as like the main arc of the plot yeah so he like goes to the moon first and then gets a ship from there like in the moon he gets like attacked a bunch by like moon pirates pirates in buggies which is kind of fun yeah and then he gets a ship and flies out he like hitchhikes kind of with these people yeah doesn't tell them what the real deal is they end up like having some adventures where they find like an abandoned ship with a monkey on it space monkey (laughs) space (laughs) baboon in a ship it beats me it's like an experiment and it kills a bunch of people yeah it gets out and but seems entirely unrelated to the plot yeah this may be just a pure symbolic thing we should come back to it right but then 
Anyway, he stops at some planet. I don't know if it's Mars or what. Before. I think it was. I feel like it was Mars, like yeah. a, a bigger base, uh, yeah. like kind of military base. I think. Yeah, and they, anyway, Mars. they like basically pull the plug at that point. I think, and they're like, yeah. I think because as he's going, they keep having him do like psychological evaluations. Yeah. Every once in a while, where he'll just like answer questions to a computer about how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a journal, a captain's log, except it's like reading all your emotions and deciding if you're fit for right. So whatever task. looks at his like biometrics and yeah. determines whether he's psychologically fit. And it's like kind of like an instant feedback, right? It's like he doesn't. Yeah. He just talks to a machine mm-hmm. that asks a few questions, and then it instantly tells him like if he's like good totally. to go or not. Yeah, yeah. And, and so anyway, he like gets kind of shaken at this point and fails. I thought he like said something. Yeah, they wanted to him be like they were really choreographing his communications with his dad, or like trying to make contact with his dad, and it was like. He couldn't tell them certain stuff. It was supposed to be very vague, just right. enough to get contact. Right. And he ends up like, you know, he thinks that's not going to work. And he just, you know, his father's been his idol. is like this hero that's mm. been mythologized, right. at least to the outside world, because everyone thinks he just went off into the great unknown. Yeah. Um, and so he ends up becoming emotionally right. right. But they want him to. So they like made right. him get yeah, emotional and then him. punished him for it by saying, okay, you're off the mission. You're right. like clearly an emotional dude. Yeah. You're yeah. not that machine with... Straight, yeah, which you know, is weird. It was like the dual desires, you know, what they wanted right. from him. They wanted to use that, but then now he's useless to them for having had an emotion. Yeah. Which is, yeah, pretty interesting. Maybe that's some societal commentary. I don't know. Men problem mm-hmm. beats me. And then, anyway, but so he basically then gets kicked off the mission, but decides he still wants to see his father. So he hijacks a plane, gets rocket, on there, like, ship, ends yeah. up killing everybody that was on the mission that was supposed to go do it right. by doing so. And then just flies out to Neptune, has some talk with his dad. Dad turns out to be pretty crazy. Yeah. It seemed like. Pretty off his rocker. Yeah. And like tries to talk him down. And if I, I don't know, how did it work? He killed him or rescued him? I don't know. Yeah. He like was trying to convince his dad to come back and give it up and like, um, you know, return with him. Yeah. And his dad seemed to be going along with it. But in the end, he was just trying to, you know, stay there or something. And so. Right. Brad Pitt ended up having to kind of leave, and his dad kind of left to, right. to a certain death yeah, as yeah. the station blew up. Or right, right, did. right. Yeah, because like I mean, his dad had been out there by himself for like ten years or twenty. More, years. Yeah, must have been at least because he was Some a kid when he left. Absurd like amount 20, of like years. solitary confinement. Like this guy right. was real crazy at this point. Right. He had a crew, but the crew kind of bit by bit kind of fell mm-hmm. off of his vision, or he ended up becoming yeah. detached from reality, and so they all ended up dead through what he thought was necessary means, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, the big deal was, like, his mission, I guess. So, old man's mission was contact life. Right. To try to find find and contact life. In in the cosmos. So, he had this, like, antimatter telescope. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know. Some giant thing. Some way to get outside contact. And he was obsessed with it and was like, this is the only thing that matters is, like, are we alone in the universe? Can we make contact and I think that was like the primary like psychological question or yeah. philosophical question of the movie. Should you focus on reality as you see it, you know, like mm-hmm. on yourself or should you focus on some grander, you know, yeah, purpose? Yeah, he left his family and his life behind to do what he thought was a noble mission yeah. for like the question. Yeah. And and I think to me I also read it as so part of I think what caused the father to become 
you know, I'll detach from reality and mm. decide to do all this crazy stuff was because he said he had like, they completed their search and they found nothing. And so he was pretty convinced there was no other life and that mm. didn't really compute for him or caused some existential problems. Right. But I also kind of read that as like from a science perspective or any like life perspective, right? If you dedicate, he dedicated his life to this. He gave up everything for it. Right. With the hopes that he would find something and he didn't. A lot of sunk cost. Yeah. Yeah. So then what, how do you cope with that psychologically? Totally. Right. Like if you're a scientist or creative type and you spend your life doing this work and it turns out to be wrong or no one cares. Yeah. How do you grasp that? And obviously his character doesn't quite deal with it right. well, which understandable, I suppose, although it gets yeah. a little megalomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy scientist, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, there's that's pretty interesting. I mean, it has some like foreign policy stuff and NASA stuff. I mean, there's all these like why do we spend all this money on foreign policy right. when we don't fix the US or whatever right. country you're in or why do we like bother with a space program when we still have cancer or like right, right. stuff like that like Yeah, big debate over the role of science in society yeah, and society and funding. Yeah, like yeah, so there's that angle, but then I also really was feeling like I don't know if it was just the mood I was in, but that there was some kind of religious bit to this mm. right it was like science is religion mm. i mean sure there are lots of ways to do this but while believing in science you can like sort of believe in aliens right believe we're not alone because it seems improbable right, right. that seems like a scientific question you can ask and investigate yeah. and, and try it, to find but out. it feels very religious too because that's the religion question too like are we alone right or is yeah. there something else out there yeah there was this whole generational thing where like the dad was clearly religious in this sense. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, his son didn't believe in it. He was agnostic or whatever. Like, yeah. let's just fix what's in front of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was frustrated by that. You know, he was, like, worried about his son's soul, so to speak. Right. You know, like, yeah. oh, my my religion is dying, which I felt like has some parallels, right? There's Yeah, a lot of I mean? countries become much more secular. And... Yeah, exactly. So, like, that has to be a very common feeling for that generation where they are very religious and that's super important to them and then their kids just... Eh. Right. Yeah. yeah. It felt a little like a commentary on that, mm. but I, I, maybe I'm just reading that in. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that question of, like, now that science can ask and answer some of these questions about that were always seen as like philosophical religious questions right like where does that leave you as a person right uh, how do you cope if you do know the answer as the father like thought he knew that there was no other life out there and he yeah. couldn't really cope with that yeah that's a hard one to be sure that there's right. no other life yeah. right like yeah, you, you can never be negative you can only be sure positively right. yeah yeah and that's another way of looking at it, right? If you can't, you might dedicate your life to something, but then you have to accept you might not actually know if what you did was right or wrong, or if you know any right. know anything more than when you started. Yeah. Yeah, horrible. Okay, so let's go back to that monkey. Space monkey. Let's Speaking see. of science. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it seemed like, okay, so they got onto this ship with a distress signal, I guess. They had yeah. to go out there, see who was on board, open it up, go inside. There's a bunch of dead people. Right. And a bunch of like horrible struggle marks. Yeah, it's definitely more of like a little bit of a space horror thing. Yeah. Like, I think, didn't they debate also if they should go? Like, it yeah. was sort of close to their flight path to, yeah. was this moon to Mars? Yeah. Yeah. And Brad Pitt didn't want to go because it was like, it would jeopardize the secrecy of yeah. his thing. And he couldn't whatever. tell them that, like, no, no matter what, I have to get to Mars at this time. Like, we cannot deviate. Yeah. That's the mission. But they were conflicted because it was a distress signal. And yeah. they were the only ship right. that was going right, to be Right, right. So it was like a, yeah, it was just like a another product of this compartmentalization right. of thing that they ended up doing this yeah which was interesting too but then yeah so there's a bunch of dead people and then like at the back of the ship they found like a baboon and it was just like mad and yeah 
tried to kill him. I think it killed another person. Yeah, they found, like, I guess when they got into the ship, it was pretty mysterious. They didn't see anything. It was all mm. quiet. There was no, like, blood yeah. on the walls or, like, yeah. anything weird. And eventually they find, I don't know if they find, like, a body or, like, some evidence. And yeah, they, I thought like, so. One of the characters, like, it clicks into place that this was a research vessel and the, like, yeah. research thing isn't there. Right. I don't know if they figured it out before doing it happened. But... like, space experiments on monkeys. Yeah. And the monkey killed everyone. Yeah, got out and killed everyone, I think. Mm, I mean, that's what I think. I mean, they didn't really explain exactly what happened, but that seemed to be. Ah, so is this just like a direct symbolism for the people? Like, we're also space monkeys and going to go nuts? And <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was part of that, right? The, the thing kept caged and isolated and, you know, in some way. Or mm. the role of, yeah, the idea of science there and, like, yeah. ethics and what you're doing and... Like, well, we also don't know if, like, something else failed and, like, the scientist died or something died and then yeah. the monkey got out and was just been there by itself yeah. so it went crazy or... Yeah, I mean, there's some... Yeah, beats me, man. Then there's, like, one of those funny deals where you ask the questions, like, are we alone in the universe, right? Yeah. But, like, it's not even clear that we're alone on the Earth. Right. And then you see that, like, how we treat them. Yeah. Right? And then that's, like, a discouraging thought about right. meeting other life in the universe yeah i mean it could be that it could also be like there's just a really strong animal rights trend in sci-fi movies lately could be I, to me i also viewed it as a little bit of um maybe like sort of world building slash the, mm-hmm. it just gave you a sense of like what was happening like right. they never really explained the thing that brad pitt was on in the beginning which i took to be like a space elevator yeah um like a way of just transporting stuff into orbit and to they have a base on moon or they have like an actual city and stuff on the moon, right? There was like an airport yeah. kind of shuttle terminal and yeah. like living. So it seemed like humanity's colonized a bit. Mars just seemed to be a military base. So I felt like it gave you a picture of like this near future. Mm. Um, yeah. People live on the moon. There's military Mars. There's like plenty of spaceships out there. Yeah. Some doing like experiments, like, you know, why are they doing it way out there as opposed to just in regular orbit, right. which scientifically would probably be no difference really. But yeah. so is it, yeah, something weird. Why was it, abandoned the ship and no one went to investigate like yeah yeah i think it, it to me it kind of helped paint a little bit of the world that they're in of this near future um yeah boy most of it i think overall semi-plausible in terms of like being yeah. the moon mars like yeah, yeah. spaceships don't take you know a day to get there it takes some time it's dangerous yeah yeah that was pretty reasonable there's no like laws on the moon necessarily or moon pirates for sure moon pirates moon bandits <laughs> on buggies with ray guns <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did just make a space force. Oh my god, yeah, space force. <laughs> it's called space force. Really. Yeah, it's so funny. I guess it's not so much that yet, but who knows in the future? Yeah, I've been to um, some talks by these people who like to think about mining asteroids because yeah. they would have a ton of yeah, yeah, palladium like, and whatnot. Yeah, either minerals or certain like mm. gas you might need to make like water. Wait, is palladium stuff. real or did I just remember that from palladium's real I from Mass Effect? <laughs> I think palladium is real. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> uh, but I remember hearing some talks about it, and one of the questions like, "There's no sense of like ownership. Mm. Like, what? There are some treaties about the moon, right? And maybe about certain parts of orbit. But then when you're in space, like, who owns an asteroid? Is the person who lands on it? Yeah. If you if you dump it on Earth, is it like wherever it lands? People just can they just claim it? Like, do you have property of stuff in space? Like, mm. I don't know if there's like laws around some of that. So that's what it made me think of in the movie, right? Um, of those questions of right, who's going to control it? And yeah, that is really interesting. Colonization, like, really 
pretty fascinating for like what is going to happen. Right, you're going to have warring factions and yeah, you know, Yikes. pirates and space monkeys and space monkeys, <laughs> yeah, for and real. all that. Right, it's going to be messy, and I think that's a little mm. bit what Ad is getting to in some of that world mm. building. Like, it seems like they just we had just gotten off Earth. There right. was enough on the moon that it was kind of civilized-ish. If you stayed in the little dome, yeah, and it was like frontier no man's right. land outside right. of it, and then Mars's military. Space was still somewhat controlled. Yeah. It wasn't like everyone could just buy a spaceship and right. wander. Yeah. For sure. Right, what else happened in this thing? There was definitely the action-y bits. Mm. Yeah, there was good action. I mean, there was good cinematography, and the action was pretty gripping. I, yeah, they was... definitely... I mean, I had the friends I went with kind of complained. He was... Brad Pitt was like James Bond in space or something. Like, yeah. you know, he was stone cold. He always like had the answer you had like a space shield at some point to fly through a right. mini asteroid belt or something pretty like sweet. yeah he did the stuff sweet. like i kind of i mean maybe it felt a little hollywooded yeah to put it in yeah but i did like the like the space monk thing it was like a nice i feel like enough touch about yeah. the world the moon stuff was mm-hmm. seemed pretty interesting like yeah you can't just like leave the main base and yeah it was like well, paced, people out there like you know, um, add some tension yeah you had to do something right because the main thing was just sad right you know, like Astra, yeah. I mean, it was just him dealing with this rejection by his father, you know, and he's like coming out of being stone cold to being really depressed, yeah, on unearthing that as he went. And I mean, that's like a hard, slow movie to watch, yeah. so it, I think it did help to put in some random, yeah. I think that also scenes. showed like he could still, hmm. Brad Pitt's character could still deal with the like stressful situations he was in he mm. almost always like you could see him getting more stressed as it went on like he dealt with the initial stuff really well yeah and then as the movie went on each one kind of warmed down a little more yeah. it seemed like it was he seemed more human and less kind of robotic yeah i guess yeah but um i guess that same kind of theme maybe of the movie of uncovering his own mm. like his dad left and never talked to him again and it's like this hero that everyone knows but right and he followed in his footsteps but like obviously internally he was not well right yeah and i mean he was really doing the same thing right yeah. like that's that was You're doing dangerous work in space yeah but i mean abandoning his family also yeah. like he, he was turning his into his dad for mm-hmm. sure yeah like yeah so yeah so there's a bit of that that was cool um yeah the, i guess the psychological stuff i wonder mm-hmm. yeah, how what do you plausible think about that? that was yeah i mean it was it seemed like it was just an ai right it was something yeah, it was mysterious. It meant like, to like ask questions. I mean, you could think about making this, right? Where you're just reading someone's biometrics. I mean, it's sort of allowed to ask whatever questions it wants mm-hmm. and respond. So it's like a chatbot sort of thing, right? Yeah. It's like that coupled with like it's gearing the questions to try to shake you. Mm. That's, that don't seem out of the question, right? All you need to do is train this thing to like maximize the bio response. Yeah, the bad bio a, response, right? And they have a ton of data from. Seem like they're constantly monitoring yeah. all his vitals and all that stuff. So, like, which makes sense for dangerous work and these right. kind of environments, but also using it to yeah. build up this profile of him. Yeah, it was interesting. Though. I mean, it was more like a prove you're not insane. It was like not right. helpful at all. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, they could like. What if they had instead like been therapeutic the whole time right. and be like, oh, you should deal with this. Like, how right. can we help? It you? Never had that interaction. Yeah, for it was him never to, like, like trying to keep him as a good worker, what you, right. which you'd think is what they really want. Right. It was more like a trying to like find out that he is underneath it all a bad worker. Yeah, and yeah. then get rid of him. And yeah, which is fucked up. 
Yeah, but I don't think like an uncommon mentality. Right. Yeah. yeah and how these things can be used. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is a lot of the yeah big brothery stuff, right? It's like a never the mm. surveillance state type of stuff is never like how can it help? <laughs> it's right, like yeah. how would, can we identify the bad? Right. Yeah, the that's bad all apples. it wants to do. Right. Yeah. Is it just a question of metrics? Hmm. I mean, you could certainly train a an AI to use surveillance to look for crime or to look for right. law violations or whatever right. things that are like clearly not allowed. But right. like, how do you train? A thing to like increase everyone's mental health. Right, yeah. Can it look for signs of distress not to be like they're going to go kill someone but because they're going to hurt themselves? Yeah, or like exactly. It's so philosophical and, too. Like right. what is happiness? You know, like you can't really right. optimize like is it just neutral biometrics? Like right. that, that, I feel like there's a lot of ways that you wouldn't enjoy achieving that. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You end up in some of those funnier SMBC comics of... <laughs> Yeah, maximizing happiness. Of yeah, exactly, the exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's a fundamental problem, sort of. I mean, it's for humans too, right? I mean, mm. it's not like a unique to AI, right? We can't maximize happiness, right? Either. Yeah, people are pretty bad at yeah. knowing those. Mm. Oh yeah, there were these rubes. Rubes. Also, no, not rubes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that word. Is it offensive? I don't know what it actually means. <laughs> anyway, but there were these rooms. They were therapy in this movie, oh, right? right? They were like we like a room with a bunch right, of plants and shit it. on the walls and like weird music, and you're just supposed to chill in there. It had some weird projection of like was it abstract stuff or was it actual like plants? And yeah, I feel like it was like yeah, like nature scenes. And yeah. It was like go sit in the therapy room until yeah. you're like biometrics That's under all it control. Was. Right, exactly. that was the therapy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which was awful. Like, yeah. I think a lot of the movies seem to be about that human connection or lack of it. Yeah, right. Like, it was very much focusing on like Brad Pitt's, Pitt's character and his father's character, both mm-hmm. as like individual isolated people, and yeah. like the ways that has kind of gone wrong. Yeah, and it's like the other people you see that try to help him on his mission or do stuff are all just seem more representative of some mm. like military or NASA or some larger thing. Yeah, and not so like. Human, the exception of that one older guy who's like his right. mentor, sort of trying yeah, yeah. to shepherd him, and then totally has a heart attack or whatever. Yeah, yeah, all very like formulaic, you know, boilerplate ways of treating people. Mm-hmm. There's nothing custom to it, like a, just a room with yeah. bird sounds or whatever. You know, yeah, somehow like, no one cares who you are. Right. This is just like here's what you need. Like yeah. sit in there, like yeah, which was pretty cold right or felt very yeah or very much part of those like controlling state stuff like it's all black box he doesn't know like he speaks into this thing and it tells him like an up down his like psychological and says if you're not good you go sit in this room right like how knows if any of that's actually based on anything it's more like we don't want him snooping around or we can't deal with his like questions so he's got to go sit in this room you know it's just jail basically like what if it's like just in a bad corner case too where like it's just it's just a glitch, and it's just gonna right. keep sending you into the right. nature room, and right. it and eventually help. makes you worse. So then it really can <laughs> yeah, like right. justify putting you back in the room because yeah, obviously that, you're not well, yeah, and it just exactly. feeds on itself. Yeah, always the fear of the like uh, formalizing the bureaucracy. You yeah. know what I mean? It takes out the like judgment right. of another human. Right. Yeah, that's I think part of that too. Right, he decided mm-hmm. on his own judgment what was best and what he should do, and why he went kind of rogue. 
yeah. despite like them looking at the biometrics and their plan and whatever mm. the organizations were deciding what was yeah. best. Yeah. And he was like trying to be a human about it. That's how he contacted his father, right? Was right trying to make that human connection and speaking honestly as opposed to that really Right. So, I mean, script. in that way, yeah, too, for, for sure. Like space is like just a huge big metaphor for like maybe his father, maybe this is just like a weird way to tell the story that his father lived next door and he just like couldn't talk to him. Right. And it felt like it was Neptune, right. you know? Right, yeah, like, it might yeah. as well have been. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think I also, you know, like the aspect of, like, it was open more avenues for exploring stuff. It doesn't just have to be really campy bad sci-fi or, like, big right. blockbuster right. Star Wars or whatever. Right. Yeah. True that. In conclusion, <laughs> Ad Astra is sort of Sad Astra. It's a, yeah, Suburban... Family drama in space (laughs) with a monkey. That should have been the tagline. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. God is dead. God is dead. Hug your your dad. Hug your dad. (laughs) You never know when he might disappear into space looking for aliens. Yeah. Or a space monkey might eat his face. (laughs) Yeah. It does remind me of that. That game trailer I was showing you, that was thinking about buying Ape Out. Oh, Ape Fucking out. Ape that escapes from, like, his cage or whatever and just goes sure. around killing people. It's true. Yeah. The game that inspired the movie. Yeah, dude, that's like a, that's a movie thing, right? The Primate's Revenge. Mm, yeah. Right? That's like a huge trope. It's a whole franchise. Yeah, like, I mean, of course there's, yeah, there's the, Planet you know, Apes. Planet of the Apes thing. But then there's, like, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, wasn't this at the beginning of, like, 28 Days Later? Yeah, that's where it came from. The 28 days later, there was like an experimental facility and they were like doing some shit to monkeys and they had rage or whatever. They had like psycho zombie rage. And that's where it came from Mm. was these apes or outbreak. Baboons or whatever. Yeah, or outbreak, right? Like where the monkey is a vector for like vengeance on mankind. Or like real life AIDS. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe that's where that all came from. Well, I don't think they knew that until much later after those things. We can't do research on primates anymore. I think it's been really pretty phased out. Yeah, interesting. Or it's been definitely under a lot more control because it's kind of crazy. Like keep these like things are basically as intelligent children. as like yeah, yeah. intelligent as children, and yeah. you lock you would them in not a cage. experiment on children. Right. That would seem really wrong. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So that's one of those things, right? Like you always like fear retribution of who you feel guilty about you know right. yeah now they're gonna against a whole lot of race stuff too yeah totally because they're like no it's coming back yep. <laughs> that's the fear is right <laughs> yep yeah so yeah i feel like it's an avatar you know for people like mm. angry about the man mm. you know maybe that's what that whole scene is yeah cool all right well fuck all it. right fuck it Ad astra <laughs> brad pitt not bad yeah it had its moments. So yeah, it depends what you want from that type of movie, I think. But um, I like seeing more of those kind of yeah movies. For sure. That's I wouldn't pretty. complain to more space movies. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Tangent Space. Mm-hmm. See you guys next time. Peace.
and yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like and yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like and yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like and yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like and yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like and yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like yeah, like I don't know that they. I forget now, like.